tell you about this great Ooh. monster movie I saw. Huh? You saw a monster movie, Batley? Yes, and it's called It Came From Beneath the Bed. Ooh. Oh, yeah, hey, you've got to see it. It's about this family, and they live in a great big old house. Ooh. Yeah, and there's a monster inside that house. Nobody knows it's there until it starts stepping on Ooh. people. Yeah. 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 You mean there was a monster in the house and nobody knew it? This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi, it's Candace. And welcome to episode 81. We're going to be talking about Eureka's Castle, It Came From Beneath the Bed, (laughs) or Nightmare on Magellan Street. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. I don't feel like that uh, second title is really necessary no. as it's not good. <laughs> what? I, okay, I was well, about well, to vote. Okay, so which is the better title? It came from beneath the bed or Nightmare on Magellan Street? Nightmare on Magellan Street. <laughs> okay. Uh, definitely it came from beneath the bed, I think. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say they're both bad. <laughs> they should have they should have just called it what I thought it was called the whole time, which was Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. They would uh, never do that. I mean, if you look on YouTube, that's... It's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just called Halloween special? Yeah. Or is I mean, there I think version? somebody just titled it that. Okay. Yeah. All right. My favorite title is both together. Oh, you do like or. both. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> They're, they were going for the Doctor Strange love <laughs> reference that three-year-olds all over the country would have been like, yes! <laughs> Big Kubrick fans. Um, well, before we proceed any further, um, it's time for an extra long air horn. That's right, people. It's happened. We have our first listen in the state of Alaska. Oh! <laughs> Just soak oh, it in. Boy. Oh, boy. It feels good. And when I say our first listen, I do mean one listen. <laughs> whoever, whoever listened in Alaska played it, and that was it. <laughs> I wish I knew which episode. Oh, it doesn't tell you which episode? It doesn't tell you. Do you have any about cold weather? Yeah. We've done, um... Could have been that one. Well, not really. We did some Christmas ones. But nothing cold weather. Uh, but it feels yeah. good to get yeah. that off our back. Yeah. <laughs> it had really been... Kinda... Bit discerning tastes in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure word of mouth is less impactful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. that feels... It's exciting. Yeah, that feels very good. Um, Candace, it's good to have you back. Last time we talked to you on Podtober, we talked to you about Nick or Treat. 
Oh, yeah. And you told us a little bit about kind of uh, your experience trick-or-treating. Has anything come to light since then about your experience on Halloween or, I don't know, any traditions you had as a kid? Anything your family did? Um, we did, like, the basic standard Halloween activities, I think, as a family. Um, remember when it got really popular to carve intricate pumpkins with those mm. tiny saws? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got very into that for a while, uh. which my dad was very supportive of. So he had all these, like, auxiliary tools because those little tiny saws were so awful. So he was always out there with, like, a power drill doing, like, tiny little, like, intricate things that i couldn't get to or like the saw would like bend that kind of stuff i hated those saws it came with like a easily it came with like a little scraper like the tiniest scraper i remember yeah like this pumpkin is huge thank you for this like basically plastic spoon to scrape it out with tiny bit by tiny bit but i got really into that so we would you know you had to go to the store get the book yeah the templates and it would be some like crazy castle that said boo in the window and I would spend like all day. And the worst part about it was like it was so wet in there and your hand would just be like freezing cold. Yeah. So I would say that was a an early trend that I got very into. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and I would like encourage my little sister to pick a template that was like way out of her league and then I'd end up like finishing hers. <laughs> Wait a second. And so. then you get to stay up late enough to light it for like five minutes and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I want to go back to you. So you picked your sister's template just so you could do it? Yeah, but well, I, would, I think I would just be like, oh no, this is good. This is going to be awesome. You can do this. But she no, definitely she couldn't. I don't know if I thought that far ahead. I was just like <laughs> giving her bad advice, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. So I got, that, that one stands out to me. Yeah. Did you ever do any of those tiny... Like like the kits? Not until I was older. Mm. Uh, I don't think I had the patience to <laughs> do that when I was that young, but I always wanted to. Like yeah. my always, mine always turned out terrible right. by the end, you know? Yeah, because those would always be like more like three, well, they are three-dimensional, but like uh, have a 3D look to them, Yeah, which were mm-hmm. really cool. I also didn't have the patience. Just give me some paint. Yeah. <laughs> paint? Slop it on. Oh, Pumpkin paint. Yeah, that's really sad. <laughs> You're really sad. <laughs> Did you guys cook um, pumpkin seeds? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was always into that. I, I, I remember, like, saving them and cleaning them and cooking them, but I do not recall ever eating them. Mm. That was always, like, one of those things in my household that would always get overcooked. So as a kid, I was not thrilled with them being overcooked, but I liked them in general. Hmm. I we didn't we didn't uh, do them, but I I like things overcooked, so, so you should have passed I mean, them my black. way. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, burnt. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, we're talking Eureka's Castle today, and you seem to have a special interest when when you when you got wind that we were going to be talking oh. Eureka in Podtober, you said book me. I passed. So. so why? <laughs> I have a strong recollection of Eureka's Castle. And actually, after I I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm overselling this. When I was like, oh, yes, book me for Eureka's Castle. I'm your girl. And then I was like, oh, immediately, like, oh, I've, I've oversold it. And I called my mom. And I was like, mom, do you remember watching, a sh- or me watching, a show called Eureka's Castle? And she immediately went, oh, <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> but we just called it Castle. <laughs> <laughs> and and we both had like this strong memory mm. of Eureka's Castle. So, and I was actually, I don't always trust my childhood memories. And they seem like unreliable. Um, but I had a very... And I've, I've researched it a little bit. I think it's called, like, recognition memory, where it's a very vague feeling that you've, like, been somewhere, even mm. though you haven't been there since you were a baby or something. Um, but that is how I feel, like, just, mm. like, a very strong, like, I must have freaking loved <laughs> this character. Those little rats that run around, and the one has a beard. Mm. Like, I have such a strong love for them. I was like, man, I must have been, like, jacked about this show. Particularly the rat with a beard? Made specifically, I was like, oh, that must have been my jam. Wow. Wow. Which well, is it's... still kind of relevant today. And... I was like, this is, this is a good show. <laughs> well, yeah. So, like, you rewatched it. We'll, we'll get into it. I want to, I'm interested to see whether those feelings were still, like, whether, how it hit you. Sure. Uh, so, we'll talk about that. That's cool, though. Oh, uh, what... My mom did mention, she's like, well, you didn't love it as much as you loved Alf. <laughs> but you liked it. <laughs> so, you know, both shows guess, with a puppet yeah. of sorts. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. On the uh, scale, pretty high. Man, I, I've always, I remember watching it and I liked it at the time. I think mostly just because there wasn't much else that was as good. Like when it was out, it was pretty much the best kids thing. Um, but I don't have that type of connection to it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty incredible. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, I remember in rewatching it, it really came back how much I liked some of the characters. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was. It didn't stop me in my tracks. I guess it didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have what's it called? Um, resonant recognition. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a scholar, but I, I read stuff. Yeah, pretty close. Um, this episode, Eureka's Castle, It Came from Beneath the Bed, or Nightmare on Magellan Street, aired, uh, at 11 a.m., and there was two dates I found, but the one I found more of was, uh, Thursday, Halloween, 1991. Mm. Um, there was one site that was claiming it to be, uh, 1989, but more, more of them had it as Halloween 91. Um, so, you know, it would have been early. It's a Nick Jr. show, which yeah. this is our first Nick Jr. show episode review. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's take a look back at what was happening in October of 1991. Garth Brooks is the big winner at the Country Music Awards. Ooh, what song did he have out that year? Don't know. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'll guess The Thunder Rolls. Ooh, sounds right. Mm. <laughs> Thunderals. Uh, besides that, uh, the USSR reduces nuclear weapons arsenal, so that's nice. Uh, New York Mets pitcher David Cohn ties the National League record with uh, 19 strikeouts in one game against the Philadelphia Phillies. That's a lot of strikeouts. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles play their last game in their uh, stadium, Memorial Stadium versus the Detroit Tigers. The following season, they'll open up um, Camden Yards. Uh, so... That's a real cool stadium. I think Brett, Brett's been there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, law professor, this is uh, awfully timely, uh, law professor Anita Hill accuses Supreme Court nominee yeah. Clarence Thomas of making sexually inappropriate comments to her. And then she, uh, that same month, will testify in front of the Senate um, to bring light to whether they should confirm 
uh, now Justice Clarence Thomas. And that uh, feels all too the, relevant. <laughs> yes. The sad deja vu moment. Yeah. Uh, Burmese opposition, opposition leader Aung San Suu Kyi wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, and she she was part of a democracy movement uh, in, in her country. Um, and it's interesting. I looked her up to see kind of like what her deal was. And um, just in the last couple weeks, she ha- she had received honorable citizenship in Canada, one of six people in their history where they reached out to give her citizenship, um, and they have revoked it in the last couple weeks. Uh, so she is now pretty much the leader of her country. She's been she was put under house arrest for 15 years um, for her opposition movement in um, in in Burma. And uh, when she got out, it was kind of like a Mandela thing where, like, they she rose to mm. power. Um, but now she's in power, and there's, like, these group of citizens the military is, like, pushing out of the country, killing people. And she has not spoken of it, to it. She won't, like, defend it. She won't. She just is, like, letting it happen. So now, like, some of the same stuff she was fighting against is happening. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. The Rohingya, I think they're called. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Doing the exact kind of thing right. that she was a victim of, right? Yeah, I, power is a yeah, strange thing. <laughs> um, so, anyways, she's still in the news. Uh, that month, October of ninety-one, Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, dies of cardiac arrest at oh. age seventy. Uh, I think we're both. I think a bunch of people who do the podcast are big Star Trek fans. Yeah. You, me, Kevin, Chris. Uh, I think we all like Star Trek a lot. Um, Candace is not a fan of Star Trek. I take it. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I support you guys. <laughs> um, I'm just here for the Eureka's guest. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Dallas Mavericks' Roy Tarpley becomes the seventh player in NBA history to be banned for life under the wow. league's rule, uh, anti-drug rule. Um, and there's been three more players since, so I think ten in total players have been banned from the NBA. The Blue Man Group's first performance is held in New York City that month, huh. uh, which is interesting because, as we've mentioned, the Blue Man Group's main headquarters is now in Orlando, where the Knicks Studios was. Yeah. So that yeah. famous <laughs> shot of the Knicks Studios at the end of all the shows, that's now the Blue Man Group's yeah. home. Kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess kind of. Uh, well, Emphasis on kind of. Yeah. There's a 7.1 earthquake in India that month that kills 670 people. Hmm. Uh, so that said, uh, the Minnesota Twins beat the Atlanta Braves in the World Series um, in seven games. Uh, so the Twins are the champs that year. And then finally, Red Fox of Sanford and Sons fame dies that month. So that's a little bit about uh, October of 91. Music. Uh, number one singles that month, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh, uh, yeah. You remember that song? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, huh? you do. <laughs> you do. Good vibrations. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you. Wow. <laughs> that is awful. I just think of Beach Boys, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I remember. I didn't know that was Mar- I didn't know that was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And number one, you said? No. Uh, for... for <laughs> Duh, Andrew. <laughs> you doubt? Uh, yes, for one week in October, wow. yes. <laughs> Have you ever even been roller skating? <laughs> uh, for three weeks, Emotions by Mariah Carey. There she is again. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah Carey rears her head. <laughs> I'm not going to try to hit those Mariah Carey notes. 
please. <laughs> Other music to come out that month includes Ice Cube releases an album, um, Queen's uh, Greatest Hits Volume Two, I believe, comes out, and I'm a big fan of that <laughs> Volume One, Volume Two collection. It is good. It's one of the best greatest hits out there. No argument here. Okay. <laughs> I kind of was hoping we'd argue. Uh, Vanilla Ice's album Cool as Ice comes uh, out, which will, of course, actually, I think it's it's probably I think it's just the soundtrack. Yeah, it's the soundtrack. My bad. Um, <laughs> uh, Soundgarden releases an album. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, Scarface, releases an album. Uh, and cheap Scarface fan. I am. Yeah, I like Didn't him. know that about you. <laughs> Uh, and Cheap Trick releases an album that month. In movies, uh, I've seen only one of these. For two weeks, The Fisher King. Um, I haven't seen it, but I hear that it's great. Yeah. I think it's Robin Williams. Oh, that's right, yes. I haven't seen it, but same. I've heard it's good. Uh, Other People's Money for one week. And for one week, House Party 2, which I've oh. seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'll have to pick yeah. it. But <laughs> I guess House Party 2 wins the yeah. this week of 91. Oh, well. Have you seen any of those? No. No. Okay. Obviously um, not. <laughs> other movies to come out in October of 91. My Own Private Idaho. Um, hmm. Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> which is a good one. That's uh, maybe my favorite Ernest. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> Did you watch Ernest? Well, I think that was on the list of, like, no, you can't watch it. Huh. It's probably just because it was so poor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know. If you're watching Elf, I'm not sure the the quality meter. (laughs) Well, you don't like Elf? No, it was just a cheap shot. Uh, I mean, I don't really like it that much, but I was surprised to hear that you don't. Um, I just don't care about it. It's just ineffective. (laughs) And I know what the listeners are thinking. Would Alf hold up? Yes. It does. I have recently watched it. You think that's what they're thinking? Those jokes are funny, people. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Cool as Ice comes out that month as well, uh, which is a a real stinker. Um, I think that was a... um... Maybe on multiple of our lists of Ferguson's for 91. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then there was no notable games uh, that month, so uh, no, hmm. video, no video game section. Surprising, but okay. I mean, hmm. I, I guess I tried to look. <laughs> uh, so that's a little bit about October of 91. But really, let's let's get into this. And actually, before we do, can we just talk about the theme song? Because in sure. the YouTube video, yeah. the theme song doesn't really appear. Yeah. But did, did you like the Eureka? Yes, I did. Okay. I remember, that's one of those songs that has stuck with me without seeing the show for the last 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was singing it in my head before I started watching it, like just trying to amp myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like imagining that you just like... And actually, I went to, I had to go listen to it. Yeah. Uh, once I sat down and saw that it wasn't part of the episode, that was a disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, it um, it holds up. I think it's a yeah. pretty catchy. That really, that ding, 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 ding. That's like a really catchy melody. Oh yeah, Loved and I, it. I really forgot about the what happened during the theme, but I like the whole like uh, giant coming in. And, <laughs> yeah, cranking up the yeah. castle. Yeah, that's oh, cool. cool. Uh, but that's not how this episode starts. So why don't we kind of go through it? Well, we start out during a thunderstorm. And the mice are screaming and running around the castle. 
They warn us, the viewer, to run, and we get a glimpse of a horrible monster stalking outside. Inside the castle, Eureka is reading a story to Magellan, Bog, and Quagmire. Batley flies in and interrupts the story to tell everyone about a monster movie he saw. It came from beneath the bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also the title of the episode. <laughs> Part of it. <laughs> Batley says the movie was about a family living in a great big old house, and there was a hideous monster living there that nobody knew about until it started stepping on people. Which I thought was a good... Yeah. The others want to hear more, so Batley goes into a song to explain the rest of the movie. So let's Wait. pause for a second yeah, to talk yeah. about the song. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? Because we haven't really talked about any shows where there's just breakout yeah. songs. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Scary, scary monster. Scary, That's, I guess, scary, what scary, you'd call scary, it. Scary, scary monster. Yeah. Um, maybe I should just play it for the people. Its hair was long and slime. Its seven fingernails were grime. With mouths and eyes on both sides of its head. It said, I come from underneath the bed. Whose bed? <laughs> what bed? Where? Funny, it didn't say. Maybe mine or yours. <laughs> was not good enough <laughs> it was awesome i just wanted i just really wanted people to you know you gave them a taste i wanted them to experience it okay hit it uh well, i already did <laughs> well then just take that part out um so you liked it and i liked it too i thought it was actually a very hmm. catchy melody a good a good little uh it was like kind of very jo jovial yeah yeah i thought it was all right I'm generally not a fan of songs in the middle of a show, mm -hmm. um, so I'm already kind of biased, but <laughs> it was all right. I didn't hate it. But it doesn't seem like you liked it that much. No, it didn't <laughs> I feel like given the option, I would also vote no music, but I feel like this music is a step above like a type of Barney music or like yeah, dumbed down kids music. This felt like a musical quality, like... And by musical, I mean like yeah, musical yeah. production, really thought quality out. song. Yes, not like just totally random, randomly thrown together. Yes. Yeah. Um, can I just say something? You strike me, Candace, as someone who would be a big Batley fan. Oh my gosh! Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> I can't. No, you're holding them upside down. But uh, no, no. I wrote Batley's amazing. I do love him. When I was watching the show, I'm telling you guys, I was like this. I wonder if this shaped me in more ways than I can really name. Batley himself? I kind of feel like Batley is like peak humor. <laughs> wow. He is so funny. He is. I like him a lot, too. He's a little bit sassy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Batley's a great character. He's definitely funny. He's definitely funnier than Eureka. Oh, yeah. Well, Eureka's well, not really supposed to be funny. I'm saying, yeah, he is the humor. 
for sure. Unless well, Magellan's supposed Magellan's, to be funny. Yeah, he's he, more, like clumsy funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Magellan is. I feel sympathetic towards. You know who's really funny? <laughs> Magellan's pet Cooey. Cooey, you like Cooey? Oh my yeah. gosh, a sassy little. Uh, is it a cat or a dog? Actually, I don't think it's either. Species is unknown, according to <laughs> <laughs> the Eureka lore. <laughs> Where did you find this Eureka lore? <laughs> the wiki uh, oh, Eureka. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Well, Cooey is Magellan's pet, and um, the only thing that he or she says is "coo." Right. But she can do it in like a real sassy way, <laughs> or like a like a snarky way, uh-huh. um, or a scared way. Yeah, you can read the the coo. She's really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not as funny as Batwee, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm happy my uh, suspicions are confirmed. <laughs> Nailed it. So Magellan and Cooey are left alone as the others go to bed, and Cooey seems to get scared by the lightning. But when Magellan looks out the window, he sees a, the monster that was chasing the mice outside. Yeah. Uh, kind of framed in the lightning. Yeah. That was scary, huh? Coo! Yeah, well... Just don't be afraid. Just keep remembering that there is no such things as monsters. Really. Cooey, Cooey, wait, come back. Cooey's just a lightning. See? It's only... In the window. Go look in the window. See? The monster, I think, looks very scary. Yeah. Uh, Like, the puppet is actually pretty intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Eureka comes back, and Magellan tells her about the monster, but the window is empty. And she tells Magellan that he's imagining things because of Batley's scary story. (laughs) As Eureka puts Magellan to bed, we see the monster's shadow on the wall. Us, the, uh, you know, viewer again. Uh, Magellan can't sleep and decides that to prove that the monster is real, he'll catch it by building a monster trap. Mm. How can I prove it? How can I prove that I saw a monster? (gasps) Hey, I know! I'll catch the monster! (gasps) Yes, I'll build a monster trap! Oh boy, let's see what I need. Oh wow! We need a bucket full of stuff, yeah. Oh, and my blanket, bucket with blanket, yeah. I'll build a monster trap, and I'll catch the monster, and I'll prove to everyone he's really real. Even you will believe me, Cooey. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the sewer, the Moat Twins, Bog and Quagmire, are roughhousing. <laughs> oh, the Moat Twins. <laughs> Having seen how scared Magellan got from Batley's story, they decide it would be fun to scare Magellan even more by dressing up as scary monsters themselves. And this is where Bog and Quagmire sing a couple more verses of the song that Batley started upstairs. (laughs) And while they sing that, maybe we go to a 90s Halloween commercial. It came from beneath the bed, or Nightmare on Magellan Street. We'll be right back on Nickelodeon. It's Halloween. Nugget Buddy's so scared. Because we're chicken. chicken. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be chicken on Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be a scaredy cat either. <laughs> Who dares race on my haunted highway? Two monster trucks. Prepare yourselves. My evil eye is out to destroy you. Your blazing speed won't save you from my rolling eyeball. Take the lead on Suicide Squeeze. Bust him up on Dead Man's Curve. 
You must beat him and beat me. Escape my evil eye and win. New from Heiko, Haunted Highway, Electric Racing, Battery Not Included. I've got my eye out for you. Man. Fun times. Yeah. 90s were fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> so at the end of the song, the monster sneaks up on Bog and Quagmire, and all three of them jump in the, into the sewer water. <laughs> and, I, you know, I like how the sewer looks. I just want to comment. The an- like that it's that it's actually cartoon animation. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Very it's weird. a real interesting hybrid because there's puppets, there's obviously real structures built, and then cartoon animation. Yeah. That's like a. Don't think there was too much like that. Like Sesame yeah. Street was pretty much all physically there, mm-hmm. and with humans. Yeah, and the claymation, right? Eureka. This episode doesn't yeah. really give us claymation, but there are a lot of episodes with claymation. That's the- true. The production quality on this show is really good. Yeah. There you go. The video on YouTube's quality isn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we shall not hold that against you. No, I appreciate them posting it. So upstairs, Magellan has finished his trap, arming the fish tones, which are some of my favorite. Oh, uh, love them. Yes. <laughs> love them. Uh, he arms them with party horns so they can alert him when the monster is caught. Magellan and Cooey are waiting close by for the monster to show up when the alarm goes off. Everyone in the castle comes down to see what's going on, but when the trap breaks open, releasing the monster, it turns out to be Bog and Quagmire. Yep. Hey, what's the big idea, Magellan? You ruined my beauty sleep. It's my trap. The monster, the monster. I caught the monster. Be careful. Be careful, Mr. Nap. The monster is in there. I trapped it. Magellan, there is no such thing as monster. No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. No one will believe Magellan that the monster is real, but the Moat Twins say they saw it too. <laughs> To help Magellan and the Moat Twins, Eureka and Mr. Knack sing a song about not being scared. Yeah, um, so let's stop on this song. Uh, <laughs> this one's a lot about, like, chill out, take a deep <laughs> breath type of thing. Don't get too scared. If you just calm down, you will feel better in no time. So you saw a scary monster and take a breath. You really shouldn't worry yourself to death. No need to yell Eureka or to scream and shout. Just take a deep breath <sighs> and chill out. What are you, Mr. Nat? You don't understand. Whatever you're afraid of, it just won't help. To shiver or to quiver or to yap and yelp. <gasps> but whether you're a dragon or an eagle scout, just take a deep breath. But, but guys, it was big, and it was coming for me, and it was scary. Ah, you want to hear about big Great lesson. <laughs> Did you like the song? Um, I didn't like the tune as much as I loved the scary, 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 scary monster song. Mm, agreed. But I kind of felt like I needed to hear that message. <laughs> like, take a deep breath. Chill out. It's fine. Wait, you personally needed that message, or in, in, uh, in like, the scope of the episode, you needed it? <laughs> well, I don't want to go too deep into my personal stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, this I, song I thought was a bust. Yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah, it, fe- it felt like it was a little off tonally to the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd rather, I rather I, saw more of about what what's about to happen. Yeah. I'd rather they just... I do like that Mr. Knack showed up. Yeah. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Yeah. Knack's always yeah, fun. Yeah, he's funny. 
So after the song, everyone heads back to bed, and Mr. Knack runs into Batley outside, who's catching fireflies for a late night snack. <laughs> While they're looking up at the stars, the monster creeps up behind them. Right, man? What? What do you see? The Big Dipper? Where? What? Oh, charades! Oh, great! I love charades! Okay, first word. Uh, uh, you, uh, no, uh, uh, Nat, no, uh, uh, man, yes, man, man, okay, next, uh, you're, uh, let's see, uh, you're, you're mixing, yes, no, uh, you're beating, no, stirring, yes, no, sir, yes, okay, monster, monster. Monster scares them, and he starts chasing everyone around the castle. Pure mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best scene of the episode yeah. to me. I, yeah, so I wrote here that I really love that this episode went for it, that it wasn't like, I mean, there is a nice ending, but really the majority of the ending is just like this monster terrorizing every yeah. character <laughs> in the episode, like for, for minutes, just yeah. chasing people. And I was really appreciative of that because it feels like most shows probably just wouldn't have gone for the off the wall. Yeah. Let's just, let's just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So the monster chases everyone and finally corners them all in the courtyard. Magellan, in spite of his fear, finally stands up to the monster and demands to know what it wants. <laughs> the monster tells them that all it wanted all along was to hear the end of the bedtime story. You leave your week alone, you monster! What are you doing here? What do you want? What do I want? The rest of the bedtime story. Fluffy the bunny's my favorite. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like Fluffy the bunny? Oh, me too. Yeah. I like Fluffy the porcupine, uh, Fluffy the bear. Yeah. I even like Fluffy the cow. How about you? Oh, yeah. She's way cool. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, how come you like Fluffy so much? Because my name is Fluffy too. Fluffy? Fluffy? <laughs> oh, what a stew! Huh? Uh, pen this name, yes, I like it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, well welcome to the castle, Fluffy. I'll tell you what, let's all go inside, okay? I'll get the book and we can finish reading it right now. It likes Fluffy the bunny <laughs> because its name is Fluffy too. Yeah, same name Aww. as the bunny yeah. in the story. That's adorable. <laughs> that was a good twist. Yeah. That was good. I also, I also, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Back in the castle, Eureka finishes reading the story to everyone, and the mice, the only ones who are still scared of the monster, run screaming through the room and out the door. Yeah. The uh, monster ends up being a little, like, neurotic, actually. Like, yeah. He, uh, he, like, is a little nervous to hear the story himself. Gee, I was really worried about Fluffy the Sea Slug for a second there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the scary parts in books make me frightened, too. Huh? You get frightened too. I like. I really liked. I like the twist that he just wanted to hear the story, yeah. and I actually like the character itself, which they made kind of like very quirky. Yeah, and uh, I love how it looks. Yeah, the weird, really long cool. legs. Yeah, just a cool character. Very cool. Um, so that rounds out uh, the episode. Let's talk about some of the details behind it. Let's do some bios and trivia. Hi. This is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Well, I 
took a look at a couple people here. Um, had to know who did Fluffy's voice. <laughs> uh, that was Joseph Mazzarino. Yeah. And you may know him from Blue's Clues or more probably Sesame Joe? Street. Uh, no. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does some of the voices. Okay. Um, and uh, his main monster on Sesame Street is Marie Monster. Mm. I looked him up. It looks like a more recent than our time oh. character. Oh. Okay. Um, but he has been on the show for a long time. Um, and I also took a look at Batley, who, and also was the voice of Sir Clank, mm. Jim Krupa. He also did Gullah Gullah Island as Chansom the Pelican, oh. if you remember that ah. character. I don't know. Uh, in the Big Blue House and Sesame oh. Street as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like these guys all kind of move between these puppet shows that was their gig yeah. the puppet yeah. circuit yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um well i took a look at uh the writer and director as always uh the director is a guy named hugh martin uh he directed four eureka's castles including the christmas special so he mm. did this and and the christmas one uh he did 30 episodes of mr rogers neighborhood and um so mr rogers it wasn't always just like every episode was a different thing usually it was big topics and those topics would last four or five six episodes um so i looked at some of his storylines and he has some really famous mr rogers storylines he has mr rogers goes to school he did the storyline on divorce um he did the storyline on competition the storyline on play and um there's a new movie out this year uh, won't you be my neighbor which was a really good documentary on mr rogers and one of the big topics they get into in that documentary is the storyline on superheroes hmm. and mr rogers dislike of the mainstream superhero genre of like kind of giving kids these false realities and, and anyway uh, so he kind of does his own take on like what is a superhero and hmm. anyway so this director worked a lot with uh, fred rogers uh he was also a director on family double dare amazing uh, he was <laughs> somewhere down the line. Uh, they must have known this guy was good with puppets because he worked as a director on Cranky Anchors. Oh. <laughs> uh, he worked on Bear in the Big Blue House, uh, and he is currently the director of a show called Sid and Sid the Science Kid, hmm. um, which I've not seen, but looks you know charming. Uh, the writer of this episode is someone by the name of Jovial Bob Stein, but you people out there might know him a little bit better by the name. R.L. Stein. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, so not only was R.L. Stein the writer of this episode, he was the co-creator of the entire series. Um, so before he did Goosebumps, uh, he played. He was like kind of a writer in a lot of kids' TV that type of stuff. Um, so kind of cool to know that Eureka's Castles, where R.L. Uh, got his yeah. uh, start, and of course he's an Ohio native, so. Um, did you read the AV Club did an interview with R.L. Stein just about Eureka's Castle? I did not see that. Yeah, it was like 2013. Any hot tidbits? Very cool. Um, just his entire perspective on the thing, which he said he started out funny. And then kind of like mm. Goosebumps was so popular and stuff. He's like, so now I just kind of do scary. <laughs> yeah. But he started out funny. He had written like kids jokes books. Yeah. And he used to do a funny magazine for kids called Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the Woody Allen movie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he just, like, worked with someone on a project, and then they liked working together, so kind of, like, reached out to him about this kid's show. Mm -hmm. um, but it was on the AV Club, 
uh, really funny. I always got a kind of comedic sensibility from Errol Stein. I mean, he said he was still trying to be funny in all the Goosebumps books and everything. Yeah, and that movie they released was just as much a comedy as it was scary. Yeah. I don't know how much he had. I'm sure he had a hand in it somehow, but um, that's cool. Anything else he said? Um, They were kind of asking him about the show, and he, it was kind of cool to hear. He was like, we just wanted to be funny. He said specifically, like, Sesame Street taught them stuff, and I specifically didn't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like... A zany time. Batley's hilarious. Batley was based on his son. Oh. Like, just kind of, like, going crazy, running around, being wild. Batley kind of looks like R.L. Stein, now that I think of it. But, I mean, (laughs) he straight up said that character was, like, based on his son. He's like, I just kind of take credit for it. Um, and then he also said all the puppeteers were, like, very high quality. He called them Jim Henson trained. Yeah. Because, mm. cool. well, I think, mean, like you alluded to, Andrew, like, the puppet circuit, this is where these guys work. Like, yeah. if there's a puppet show, that's where they go. But yeah. He was it's like, either Sesame Street, Muppets, or this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. R.L. Stein was, like, very impressed by their um, artistry, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And he said even he would go through rounds of scripts and then the puppeteers would go tape. Yeah. And he's like, a lot of times they made changes and whatever. And he's like, I was just happy to take credit for how great they were. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he was being humble. Yeah. I, um, watching the show, I thought whoever did Magellan, um, it's a bigger character, kind of like a big bird type of yeah. big costume and, uh, very fluid. Like mm-hmm. just two what... people were in there. Oh, wow. Okay. According to R.L. Stein. <laughs> they did a, they did so a... took two people. He also like took the time to burn Barney. He's like, we had this like amazing dragon with two people, and it was like very artistic, and they put so much time into it. And he's like, and then that giant purple dinosaur came out, and the kids like loved it. So it was just like a, like a puffy dinosaur bouncing around. Yeah, dragons and Hawaiian shirts just won't, aren't cutting it anymore. Why? <laughs> um, I wonder why he went by Jovial Bob. Did he, did he mention that? They didn't ask. Oh. That's a real fail. <laughs> I wonder if that was the same for every episode, or... Oh. Uh, well, yeah, he went by Jovial Bob oh. on the show. I think his name's Robert, but I wonder where the Jovial comes from. Anyway. Something that you guys um, might might appeal to you guys, they asked him about, like, what it was like to work at Nickelodeon at the mm. time. And he was very, like, ugh. They were, like, so big on, like, the research and the mm. everything had to have a theme and all this stuff. And he's, like... He said at that time, Nickelodeon had this really extreme kids against the world, like, mantra kind of thing going on. So he said it was interesting. But he didn't seem particularly affected by it. He was like, yeah, they had a lot of meetings. Mm. I was just writing my stuff. (laughs) Mitchell Kriegman mentioned a lot of research as well on, like, what worked. Yeah. Um, And also, it might have been him that mentioned uh, spending a lot of time writing and not necessarily being around everything else that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Have you ever seen Arl Stein in real life? Yeah, I'm... Well, like, have I stood next to him? No. I mean... Uh, yeah, I've seen him, yeah. That may be why he's called Jovial, because he's so, like, deadpan. Oh, <laughs> oh um, like a more ironic yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is very deadpan. Um, yeah, that's a good call. Anything else, Ken? Um, the he, one, my favorite part was that R.L. Stein says he possesses one copy of a blooper reel mm-hmm. from Eureka's Castle of, like, the puppets making mistakes and being like, oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, AV Club was like, what? 
That's like a, the holy grail of <laughs> Eureka's Castle fandom. The holy fandom. grail to who? <laughs> okay, their words, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very niche. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would... I would love to see it. That would yeah. be hysterical. Yeah, I'd love to see it. So he seemed like kind of proud of that, and I thought yeah. that was an interesting yeah, yeah. behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, how about some trivia? Any trivia? Yeah, you got a few things <laughs> here. Um... <laughs> The props and effects were done by Three Design Studio, you may have noticed, mm-hmm. whose chief puppeteer is none other than Jim Krupa, <laughs> the uh, voice of Batley in yeah. Circling. Oh. Um, the talent payment was by Broadcast Traffic and Residuals, which is still <laughs> a company today. Oh, wow. Uh, the production was by Noyes and Laybourne Enterprises, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, no longer in production. Um, that's it. Uh, I saw that just piggybacking off of that. Yeah. I saw that the animated segments, like so, the water and things like that, yeah. was done by Weston Woods Studio, mm. uh, and they they were a famous book company, and they also did stuff on rhubarb. I don't know if you remember rhubarb. Rhubarb. Yeah. No. You, you don't remember rhubarb? <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, I'm aware of the plant, but. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, that was the animation company. Um, well, I don't know. All right. Uh, other stuff I saw was that the on the Spanish version of Eureka's Castle, or um, the Spanish dub, the one that a- aired in Mexico, Eureka and Magellan's voice actors were married in real life. Oh. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's said here that the show became a success uh, and actually won what was called an Ace Award. Uh, so once it became popular and started winning awards, Nickelodeon programmers increased the show's airtime from five days a week to seven days a week. Mm. Uh, so it aired every morning. Um, I found an article uh, from 1990 in Entertainment Magazine uh, where they were just kind of reviewing the show, like as a, is it good, is it bad type thing. Uh, and some of the stuff it said here is that, uh, just to quote it, it says, The creators of Eureka's Castle say there are, there's one good reason for the show's success, the yuck factor. Not yuck as in gross, but yuck as in laugh. Uh, we studied up and we think we know the three things that make kids laugh, says executive producer hmm. Kit Laybourne. They suppose, the supposedly surefire big three, big three are, uh, laugh secret number one, wordplay. For example, Batley crashes into Eureka's kitchen. Eureka horns twitch a few times, and she says, Hey, why don't you knock before you drop in? Batley's comeback. I did knock. I knocked my head. <laughs> uh, says Laybourne, Preschoolers love jokes, including stupid jokes, much more than adults. Secret number two, sight gags and physical shtick, which uh, the episode today had a bunch yeah. of. Uh, whatever Magellan, whenever Magellan sneezes, the en- entire castle shakes, uh, and Batley's entrances are always headbangers and laugh producers, big yuck getters. Layborn <laughs> says, "Can't have enough." And then secret number three: running jokes. Every time Eureka casts a spell, it goes awry. Whenever Batley loses his glasses, Eureka tries to uh, divine them out of thin air and comes up with grass two basses and a pair of lassies but no glasses (laughs) Uh, little kids love this kind of stuff Laybourne says because they want to see what's coming up and they want in on the joke and they delight in seeing how it gets to play out Um, Hmm. and then as you said I I noted here that a lot of the people who did the puppets uh, trained under Jim Henson himself oh yeah um I have some trivia cool 
which I found in the New York Times from 1989. Oh, man, showing me up. <laughs> Archives. Thought, yeah. <laughs> Candace went to the library and put in the film. <laughs> I'm like the Christian Amanpour of this podcast. Maybe. Maybe that'll catch on. Hashtag Podtober. Um, anyways, the article is about the introduction of a new show called Eureka's Castle. Mm-hmm. And I did... This is surprising to me, I guess. It said that this is the first nationally distributed series specifically designed for preschoolers since oh. Sesame Street came out in 1969. Wow. Um, so that that was kind of interesting. There was a lot of information in here about it. It said specifically that um, the budget for Eureka's Castle came from the money they were making on game shows. Oh, Nickelodeon. that's interesting. They were like, wow, they're making enough money on these game shows, which the New York Times was like, which kids seem to love, I guess, <laughs> that they made this show. Yeah. That's huh. why all these kids were losing, because they're like, all right, we can't afford to give them this money because it's Eureka's money. <laughs> uh, make the temple uh. run impossible. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. They talked was, about like yeah. preview preview audiences. Where, like, um, moms reported comparing the Bog Twins to, like, the neighbor kids. But, like, the Bog Twins were extremely popular and hilarious uh, amongst the kids. Like, kids watching previews were like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like, just a couple of super twins wrestling around. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to hear the what they thought at the time. Of yeah. It. Very cool. Uh, what about stray observations? Yeah, I've got uh, quite a few here. Um, these were all the... Did you guys catch all the fluffy other animals that they mentioned? I don't think so. Bear, oh. Well, bear. From the, from the, the bedtime story. You mean. Yeah. Fluffy yeah. the bear. Fluffy the bunny. Was there a mm-hmm. fluffy turtle? Yep. I think that's where... No, I didn't. The rest, I believe, were Fluffy the porcupine, Fluffy <laughs> the cat. Fluffy the field mouse, Fluffy the squirrel brothers, and <laughs> Fluffy the sea slug. Um, Batley says at one point the monster was so big, he had to do what to see it? He needed two movie screens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a big monster. Um, did you note any of the details of the monster from Batley's song? Every single one? Oh, boy. Uh. I guess... <laughs> Uh, the monster had seven fingernails, long, slimy hair, mouth and mouths and eyes on both sides of its head, uh, long, pointy teeth, fifty double-jointed elbows. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought I listened to that a bunch of times. I thought I finally decided it was fifteen, but it might have been fifty. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> fifteen seems more reasonable. Uh, seven noses like to have little yellow things for lunch. I guess mm. he said, uh, which would be a reference to Cooey. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, at one point, Magellan has his pajamas on. Did you catch what color those were? Sure, they're oh, red. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bog says Magellan was so frightened he turned from what to what? Mm, <laughs> no idea. Uh, from green to puke. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Um. Did you catch what uh, Magellan's monster trap was made of? Hmm. Nets? Rope? Uh, what else? No. Actually, I guess, I I mean really more of how it worked. (laughs) Well, it was like a, uh, wasn't it like your standard, 
kind of net on the ground, the, trip like the, a trap. The bait was like a peanut butter sandwich. Bait was a peanut butter jelly sandwich, which we looked great, by it the way. It was like a double decker. Triple, yeah. Held, like, held up. Bread. <laughs> looked good. Um, but, uh, so the monster grabs the sandwich, which lowers the bucket, which pulls his blanket up, trapping him inside. Oh, the blanket. Yeah. Um, Mr. N- <laughs> Mr. I just noted the uh, things that Mr. Knack and Eureka said in their song mm-hmm. about what happened to them and how they oh. handled their fear. <laughs> Did you catch these? I don't think I so. I don't remember. Oh, um, Mr. Knack once came across a grizzly bear with great big claws. Oh, yeah. I did see that, a bear, yeah. But he said, bear, chill out, and smiled. <laughs> and the bear <laughs> smiled back and wandered away. As will happen if you ever encounter a bear <laughs> yeah, in the <a> wild. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable advice. Um, and Eureka made a giant lion once when a spell went wrong. But she breathed deeply, chilled out, and said meow. And the lion left. <laughs> so, Good strategy. Yeah. Strong. Um, I really liked the moment where Batley was crushed behind the door. Like, oh, a couple yeah. times. Oh, that was yeah. funny, yeah. And he looked cool, like, crushed back there. And it was Re- a good... Reoccurring joke. Gag, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did you notice what Batley spits out when he after he falls off the wall after being crushed? <laughs> no. no. The door knocker. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's cute. Um... And finally, the uh, did you guys catch the after credits scene? No. Oh, what? boy, you didn't stick around for the credits? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Did uh, someone shout something? Or? The mice just come back along <laughs> the screen. And, uh, good singer. Yeah, it's a good... Um, They're funny. Um, all right, let's see here. Did you notice what the rats... Well, maybe we already talked about this, what they're wearing. Um, oh, yeah. Raincoats. Yeah, yellow raincoats. <laughs> uh, the uh, how many how many fish heads are there on that statue? Oh please, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, during the episode when um, Mr. Knack is there and he's talking and they get petrified uh, and there's a monster behind him, he thinks yeah. they're starting to play charades, which this is our second episode in like yeah. a month with charades, <laughs> uh, along with space cases. Uh, did you happen to know any of the words that Mr. Knack guessed during charades? Mm, no. I don't remember. Uh, he says the words Big Dipper, You, Knack, Man, Mixing, Beating, Stirring, Manster. <laughs> Manster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I'm sure this is like really obvious to everybody, but I guess I didn't think about it until I was an adult. Mm. Um, the idea that Batley wears glasses, uh, kind of figuring out that that comes from being as blind uh, as a bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I definitely didn't. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Um, so this is the first time I've watched it. In, I don't know, a long time. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's stray observations. Did you have any? No, I did try to find some Eureka's merch online. Uh huh. Very exclusive. Hard to find. Hard to find. Yeah. I thought so. Like not newly made stuff. No, yeah. no, but like, what 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 was around at the time uh-huh um there were there were some pizza hut giveaways still in their package but two oh. of them was they were charging like 30 bucks well pricey like know. little toys like yeah, yeah. little yeah. figure things mm. Mm. that's cool um well no nah, never had any 
No, neither did I. I, I would have guessed they didn't really have any yeah. merchandise. But Doesn't look like there really yeah. was much. Uh, that's another thing Mitchell Kriegman mentioned, which is Nickelodeon early on was not into merchandising. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like a priority. Hmm. Um, okay, well, let's look at ratings and give our own. On IMDb, this uh, has no rating. No one scored it, uh, so nothing <laughs> out of 10. Uh, TV.com, same thing. So first time ever, there is no scores on the internet oh. for this episode. Um, There's not much information in general about Eureka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, couldn't even find an episode list, except for like the few episodes that are available. Yeah, still. The, the list is totally incomplete. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, out of five Krub stars, what did you give? It came beneath the bed or Magellan's nightmare? Uh, nightmare on Magellan Street. <laughs> God, I hate that title. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might be. M- Probably one of my would be my, one of my favorite Eurekas if I watched the rest, but I give it a four and a half out of five. Wow, that's a very good score. Yeah, yeah so you, it, it held. Yeah, I felt it was. If I was a kid, I would have thought this episode was great. I even vaguely remember that monster and liking the look of yeah, him. Yeah, I th- I felt the same way. It just felt like a very full episode, a lot going on. I, I liked it. Good. It lost half a star just for. Um, the songs <laughs> and me not being a huge fan of them but yeah that's it. okay that's a good rating i also gave it a 4.5 wow because i loved it yeah um i docked it because there were some parts of the story where we just had to wait for every single character to keep rediscovering the monster mm. and i was like okay i think i got this part of it yeah Little, wow. yeah. Um, it was like, okay, now this person's got to see the monster, and now oh, this person's got to see the monster. That sounds more like a three point five. <laughs> 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 I'm just that was my one yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, loved. Uh, good. I'm glad okay. to hear it held up. <laughs> <laughs> totally holds up. I think puppet shows hold up. Hmm. I meant, you know, I didn't mean to say puppet. I guess I meant like a story where they put this much energy into production design. Yeah. Do you like um, Muppets? Like, The Muppet Show? I like them. I don't have a very strong attachment. I feel like some people have strong attachments to them, mm. and I don't really feel that. But more towards the Sesame Street characters, probably, mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. Very good ratings, yeah. well. Uh <laughs> I gave it a 4 out of 5. Oh, okay. Really enjoyed it. I was surprised by how much I was figuring a Nick Jr. show. Yeah. Probably maybe it didn't hold up, but actually I thought the puppetry was better than I. Re- oh. I probably more just you, more than you can appreciate as a kid. So going back and seeing the level of artistry was really impressive. Um, the story I agree was pretty good. Didn't love the second chill out song, uh, so that that hurt it. And then the other big thing that hurt it for me was Magellan in this episode. I thought he was really whiny. There were points where I was like, <laughs> he needs to stop whining. Uh, like, it, we get it. You're scared of the monster, but it's really almost like a 10 minute stretch of Magellan going, oh, oh no, there's a monster. <laughs> I think he's like a baby uh, dragon. Boy. I yeah. get that, but it's, listen, I'm not a baby anymore and I don't want to listen to it. Really hard uh, on Magellan. Just like everyone oh, else kid. in the castle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen, I sympathize with Eureka. <laughs> She's dealing with a madhouse. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I really liked it. I was, I think, uh, it's maybe deserves more recognition than it's oh, received. Yeah. Um, it holds up. So four out of five for me. Nice. Um, we have a YouTube comment. What would YouTube comments do? Yeah. 
this is the only one that kind of stood out to me. Uh, this was from Renee Kindra. I saw the she, same one <laughs> 10 months ago. <laughs> she said, this scared the crap out of me as a kid, so much so that even after asking my parents to tape it so I could conquer my fears, I ended up taping over <laughs> all of it, save for the first minute. My dad kind of gave me grief for being scared of a preschool show at age seven. <laughs> Never saw it again until I was 19. Yeah. That first minute, though, is one of the scarier minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the mice running and the monster behind them. Yeah. It's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, nobody should get grief over being yeah, scared yeah. as a kid. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. Well, apparently, except for Magellan, because you just criticized him. Uh, Magellan's a, a dragon. He's I think he can hold dragon. his own. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then finally, that means it's time for Are You Afraid to Name the Episode? This was tough. So tough for me. Mm. Um, I thought probably the best episode name was the It Came From Beneath the Bed, even including mine, but I went with Something in the Dark. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Not bad. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um mine is say coo like boo but it's coo uh, okay thank you for explaining <laughs> say coo Pretty okay good. all right yeah it sounds kind of almost like a foreign <laughs> show or something have you checked out say coo <laughs> like an anime or something uh okay cool uh, I went with a, it's a self, uh, it's a Nickelodeon reference. Mm. Um, let's see if you can get it here. I called this episode The Monster's Loose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Very good. It's a Polaris song okay. uh, from <laughs> Pete and Pete. Yeah. The Monster's Loose. This would have been nice. preempting it, of course. Right. But... Yeah. But that's uh, good. <laughs> I think it was still apt, <laughs> even yeah, if it, it wasn't a Polaris song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good job. Agreed. Okay. Uh, so okay, we'll post those. You guys can vote on your favorite. Um, and something in the dark, say coup, the monsters loose. Um, that wraps up uh, Eureka's Castle. Maybe we'll come back to it at some point. I wouldn't, sure. mi- I wouldn't mind yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Candace, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Especially in Podtober. Uh, Very festive here. You're feeling the fall season. Wow. <laughs> Do you like fall? We probably asked you yeah. this last oh, year. Yeah. We asked her. Uh-huh. Easily favorite season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're with everyone besides Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're, Podtober is going to continue. Uh, yes. We are... We're really just itching. We're just we're just scratching the surface here. <laughs> Not itching. Uh, what are we doing next time? Uh, next week we're going to be talking our worst Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel a little guilty doing this um, because I love the show so much. Yeah. And DJ was such a good sport for talking to yeah. us. I don't want to hurt feelings. But it's really... it's We've been so... We've been praising it so much that it seems kind of appropriate. Yeah, yeah. and our, it's an anthology show is really perfect for kind of a roasting. Yes, uh, where you know you're gonna have your amazing ones, but listen, that kind of output where you have to have a different story every week, there's gonna yeah. be some stinkers. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. And Melissa is joining us for that one. Yeah, cool. And we'll have a special call that on that episode as well. Um, 
not from DJ. Sorry, people are going to no, think DJ's going to cross. I just realized that. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean. You can uh, hear us on iTunes and leave a review. And a special thank you uh, to someone who left us a review not too long ago. Big Sethi. So thank you, Big Sethi. A very nice review. It's really helpful to do that. It helps more people find us if you leave us a review or just rate the show. Um, Tell a friend. Uh, that's all really helpful stuff and uh, you no longer have to worry about finding someone in Alaska <laughs> that box has been checked <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get up to two listens I guess that'd be good, be good. Um, yeah. let's see you next episode was produced in Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida.